I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm, doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. You could be called Fisher's Ed. In Britain, people were a bit sceptical. I was, well, I was seen as a bit academic. I don't play it as a sacred experience. You had to be politically sloganeer. I was interested in um, world and European politics rather than just specific British ones. I was just imagining a London going up with a nuclear explosion and me sitting having ice cream on Pre- in Preston Park. You can be called Toilet Brush if you want. You're listening to Pop, The History Makers, with me, Steve Blame. John Watts, welcome back. I mean, this is an update interview. We did that big, long interview, I think, about 18 months ago, yeah, something like definitely. that, which was, a, yeah. which was a lovely interview that people can see on the, the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to s- start off because you are going on tour, and it's the Red Skies Over Paradise Celebration Tour, yeah. and starts yeah. in May, and you're going to perform... Uh, the whole album. So let's go into the music. And this album was written, it must have been written about 1980 because it was released in 1981. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Where were you in your life and what were the influences on you? Because we were in, well, I don't, don't know if we were in a different world back then, actually, but we were we were in a very specific world back then. So what was sort of, what were the influences that you were taking in and where were you personally in your life? Well, we're in a situation whereby the second album had really taken off for the band. So I was basically working all the time. I was on the road practically all the time. In those days, people made um, three albums in two years. And so we'd gone from, I'd gone from working in, um, from finishing a psychology degree, where I'd been working in mental hospitals as well with psychopaths, doing punk gigs, well, not punk, putting punk clubs in a van at night, 
really hectic. I hadn't ever, I hadn't stopped, and I in fact didn't stop till I was about, till the end after the Red Skies tour, really. And so that was very hectic. But I was interested in um, world and European politics rather than just specific British ones. Most of the bands, you know, you know what it was like that that era. It was all it was all anti Thatcher and it was um, rock against racism. And I was there. I understood that. But I, I had I was interested in a bigger political picture because I'm interested in I, my dad was a, um, in, really interested. He was an amateur military historian. And so I always loved the um, looking at looking at the bigger picture of economics, the relationship between economics and military and the way people lived in East West. Now, one of the, you know, Brighton, a Brighton dream in brackets is what comes after the track Red Skies in Paradise on the album yeah. sleeve. It's there's some sort of message that the album owes a lot to Brighton. Um, mm. What was it? What was it about Brighton uh, that the album influenced? What was this? Well, I moved. I moved to Brighton once we got a record contract because suddenly I had some money, and for a deposit for a house. So I moved to Brighton in 1979. I've been. I've been here ever since. Before I've been here for, what years now? Forty-five years or something ridiculous. Um, and the Brighton Dream. I was. I was always interested in imaginative and surrealist literature, and so the Brighton Dream bit. It's just the idea. I was just imagining a London going up with a nuclear explosion and me sitting having an ice cream on Pre in Preston Park. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what people would actually do if they know they had whatever it was three minutes before they melted. So, and um, I've always had a black humor side of things. I don't know if you know, there was a, I had a poetry book out in America, which is called The Grand National Lobotomy. I don't know if you saw that. And that was that kind of a humor. Uh, the danger was in that period. That you could be accused of being, you had to be politically sloganeering. You couldn't, you couldn't be, yeah. And that I was in Britain, people were a bit skeptical. I was, well, I was seen as a bit academic in many ways. Um, and the, the exact opposite reaction in Europe, especially in Germany. Steve Skolnick had already left by the time this album was yeah. made, hadn't he? So was this album made under any sort of like? worry for you to to sort of of any success because actually this was the this was the real successful um, well, album and it's sort of coincidental that he left so i just wondered whether you were you know under any pressure at that time thinking oh god what are we going you know what am i going to do here well not at all um steve is my honorary big brother i love him to death we were at college together uh, without going into the story in too much detail third parties outside the band actually um, engineered a situation where Steve left and was pushed, and then that was that was I'd never I I, I he believed if I'd have stayed with him I'd be a multimillionaire. He was my foil. I loved um, Steve Steve Little the drummer um, as well, but he was he was a quieter dude. But the idea of Steve Steve's leaving was a was more political than anything else. Um, it made from then on it wasn't a band in the same way as it had been before. Obviously, Steve and Dave, who'd been with it from the beginning, were the band, and we had extra musicians to cover stuff. Um, it was, I mean, I was always told by some very eminent managers that I might be called, the band might be called Fisher Z and I might be Watsy, but the fact is I'm not a natural band person. I'm more of a, you know, a bloke and his band, like um, Costello and the Attractions or something like that. And I, the reason I kept changing names of projects was that, because I felt it should be different if I was doing something different. Um, but ba but basically, no, I mean, that was it was very much like doing it wasn't a solo record, but it was done very fast. I knew exactly what I wanted. We recorded it in about seven days, all everything. 
we because we, we did the rhythm section stuff i'd written it i mean the the others were saying like they were saying here have you record have you written anything what's i said yeah sure we weren't great rehearsers we went into uh we went into um the manor into um uh old branson's gaff and to record and it was really in the winter the mistake we'd made we had lovely but naive management who dragged us back from america when we were being successful and what you had to do was stay there we came back again pulled back because i thought oh now why we came but we were recording and so we what we did was the rhythm tracks in about two and a half days then i did guitar guitar keyboards vocal guitar guitar keyboards vocal and it was just that's why it's such a complete record and I just, it, want, just want to go through the album tracks because you've sure. got Berlin, Marlies, Red Skies Over Paradise. In England, you'll never find Brian here, Battalions yeah. of Strangers, Song and Dance yeah. Brigade, The Writer, Bathroom Scenario, Wrist Cutters Lullaby, Cruise Missiles, Luton to Lisbon, Multinationals, Bite. Now, yeah. I would imagine that most of those tracks you have played over the years, <laughs> you know, live. When I did my first Fisher's Ed solo tour in Germany last year, what I learned from that was I played all the tracks, but I played them in a different order because for a set, they need to be done in a different way. You also can spread them. The show's a long show. It's a two-hour show. So I can spread the tracks out amidst other things. I don't play it as a sacred experience. Um, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be in that order. But you, you, no, the answer is six of those songs have never been played live because remember the band... After that, I left it. It just drove me nuts because it, there was it was too big. It was against the principles that I that, that I had. I'd lost. I think losing Steve meant that 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 also had a big effect on me. It was different, and I went off like lightning, like I always do, and did a solo thing within four months. EMI stiffed it because they wanted me to make a new Fisher's Ed record. All those politics we all know about. But essentially, uh, many of the songs they're bit nobody's ever heard them all played, and that's what makes it interesting. So is this a bit like it's it's almost like just coming full circle for you in a, yes. in a sense as well. Yeah. So yeah. what what sort of feelings does that evoke? Well, I thought, obviously, having been very successful as a young man and stepping away from that and, and finding out later in life that was a bit dim. <laughs> because the main thing of an artist is not money. It's if you write, whatever you do, you're creating a unique view of the world and you want people to see it. And one one thing I only thing I regret is that more of my work and the band's work would um, has not had as many people listen to it. I don't mean, don't care about buying it, but listen to it. The funny thing is, I have discovered, which is answering your question, by going back to like all the tracks in Red Skies, I never felt I could ever play them all. And you you can't keep getting new bands to learn every album and play everything. What I've done is gone back to the. I think this is relevant to your question. I've gone back to the catalogue. I've got 360 songs on major records and I'm very proud of them. Whereas I used to feel looking back, Oh God, I've never compromised the music, but how dim can you get on the business front? Suddenly it's looking good. We're for instance, by looking at the catalog, you just, I really understand the essence of all the writing that I've done, the political specifically with red skies, the personal and the more psychological, which you get on the first Fisher's Ed record on word salad, because word salad, as you probably know, is the term used in mental hospitals for disengaged conversations. And it's been, go to go back to it, to answer you, it's been an amazing learning experience about myself. Um, we have new material, which I'll get to you first, Steve, by the way, coming throughout the year from the summer onwards, which we've held back. Because what I've been doing, doing this tour, 
doing the red skies thing is reinforcing for me and the public the brand if you like the essence of fisher z and also the essence if you got one man on his own you have got the essence because um um it's just i'm not saying i can't play it like the band band i don't try to play them in a band way but that's the i've been reading the essence of fisher z first to go forward and i then have coming up which will probably be in about three years time a massive idea a, a retrospective it's like doing an art a world retrospective of stuff with some new stuff too and what my son when he managed me taught me he said look your new work is one brick in a massive wall he said don't ignore the wall he said it's no it's not negative to you know i've done probably as many records as any probably done as many as robert smith i've probably done as many as nick cave yeah, I think so. But I've called them all different things, which makes them different to find. I'm Fisher's Ed. That's what I am. I'm Fisher's Ed. In if they, if all you want to do for the public is they know if it's a solo show, it'll say Fisher's Ed solo. But records I release with other people, whatever I do, I I'm if I if if I was born now with a, a new artist now, you could be called Fisher's Ed quite happily because you can it's abstract. You can be called Toilet Brush if you want. It's fine. At Sleep Outfitters Outlet, great sleep is a big deal. Save 40 to 60% every day on every Sealy, Stearns & Foster, and Tempur-Pedic. Queens as low as $249. Customer exchanges, closeouts, and floor samples. Inventory changes daily, so come in for your dream deal today. With no credit needed financing, expert advice, and up to 60% off retail, it's never been easier to get the sleep and savings you deserve. Go to sleepoutfittersoutlet.com for financing details and to find a store near you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. It's really interesting you talk about looking at your back catalogue mm. and seeing, you know, the body of work that you've achieved and actually seeing that slightly differently. I mean, I'm going to compare it to something. I When I wrote a biography... It actually made me make peace with me not being particularly happy about some things in my past, but actually getting yeah. them out there changed me completely and allowed me to do things like this because it allowed yeah. me to go back and not feel like, oh, that's something that I can't possibly ever do again. It actually sort of allowed me just to enjoy it, which is I can really thing. identify with that. Yeah, so it did that to you as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Also, the idea that, because obviously when I went back to the catalogue, you're thinking, oh, there's 350. Which which of those do I still identify with? And I thought maybe I'd get 50 or 60. 
there are 125 that I can really identify with. And the char- and what I'm trying to get people to do in the shows, because I don't know, I, um, obviously, what who, who, whether a lot of people see this, which I really appreciate you inviting me on. But the idea, what I'm going to do is I will be playing, um, obviously featuring the Red Sky stuff, featuring the other hits that I can play and know. But also there will be a section where people can basically choose what they want, which is very unusual. I, I won't know what I'm going to do beforehand. In my, I obviously have um, a word, uh, what's the name, an auto cue, because I couldn't learn. The difficulty is if you're playing, if you're just singing, I can learn the words through lots of things. If I'm just playing guitar, I can learn the chords. But it's so therefore, I I should be able to, if people, it won't just be a shout out. I'll probably use a clapping system or something. So people can actually choose that night, those people. There'll be, if you imagine the show's in four quarters, I'll spread the, I'll spread half of it will be Red Skies spread out of it in some order probably the more probably the more um it'll probably be the more obscure red skies songs mixed up with famous stuff in the first half of the show because in theaters it's it's in halves in the stand-up shows i might go straight through in the third quarter that'll be the requestsy bit and i will have at the moment because i'm trying to do the ones i really really like i've got obviously the, my normal set of stuff plus Red Skies, say that's 25 or more. So that's 30 songs. They're already known. I've done them a lot. The next echelon is another 30, which I can play well. And I've actually rehearsed. I'm not a great rehearser, but I'm rehearsing. So that makes 60. And there are another 30, which if I really pushed, I can have a go at with the auto cue. And if I, 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 I'm a person who does half a song if I only know half of it. And I explained that in, a, and people, I've really, I've been amazed. People don't mind that at all. But having, I think I probably told you before, I have in my background, um, there's pre-war music hall entertainers, and there's a bit of the entertainer there for me, which enables me to do that. And you see from my work, there's dark humour in most of the things that I do. Even, even when you, we just talked about the title track of Red Skies of a Paradise, that's got a very dark you know, the idea of ice ice cream and nuclear and nuclear fission is a funny combination. Yeah, it's also you know essentially very current. I mean, when I was at your show, I noticed that that connection that you have a very personal connection to your audience and a very loyal audience. I mean, you have a core of of fans who hmm. have been with you for a long time, and they obviously connect to you as a person. They connect to you politically hmm. um, and musically. So yeah. what do you what do you feel that you're that you give your fans that allows them to sort of stay with you? Well, they never know. They they know the core of what's going on um, and they know that that's solid. That is part of their lives. Red Skies for a German audience is I'm proud now. I was worried about it before because I just thought that's what I did and that's it. Um, I mean, it is part of it's part. It's entered somewhere into German culture at that time. I mean, for instance, songs being used. There was that TV program, wasn't there? Deutschland '83 or whatever. Yeah, it was. Berlin was being used on the soundtrack. Um, one thing I will be, yeah. I mean, I can't remember what the question is. I, I sorry, I babbled about, over it. What about your choral fans and why you oh, think yeah. they stay with you? Well, they do because they they get they, there's things they know they get. Um, I think I hope I don't perform them exactly the same as I did um, as a solo performer. Do you mean well both band and solo? There's the difference. With oh, the right. band, they're gonna see um basically now the band play mostly 
the um, stuff from the first three albums and other stuff, other you know famous things that have ticked over. The funny, um, but they also, but and with with me, I can do more things, obviously, because I can put, you know, obviously there's a more more variety. But what I do solo wise is very different from anybody else. I mean, you're talking about having electric. Did you see the solo or the band show? I saw the band show. Yeah, okay. Well, I really love you to see. I don't know if you're you're available with the, for the bonds are nearest to you, isn't it? Yeah. If you make it, I would be delighted. I'd be honoured because that is a very different show. I I am noisier than most bands when I play, and there's a big variety of stuff. So I think it's the energy and enthusiasm people like. Um, also, what is gratifying is we have those fans that are the same age as me that have been going at it for years. But we also, you probably would have noticed, we also have a, a really good. We have a. I don't know where they come from. So it's not like the, the children of the fans, but we, because I'm part in Germany and also in Holland and Belgium of their kind of culture, they pick up on it. And we have a we have a really good um, growing audience. I mean, most most of the audience now these days are younger than me. And that's not difficult. <laughs> yeah, younger than me as well. Um, <laughs> have you mellowed over the years? Because you mentioned a manager number eight, who was your son, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you've yeah. got manager number nine now. And yeah, well, Matt, he, poor old Marion's is inherit. He's very, very good, by the way. But he's inherited it really, I think, because he's in the band with me, and he's just. But he's got a man with very with a lots of skills, and so it kind of works. Uh, um. I don't know. I don't think I've mellowed. My judgment is still very poor and very juvenile for lots of things. The work I'm always on on point with my creative work, but business decisions, I'm madly impatient. Um, the the good thing about the modern business is if you want to put something out tomorrow, you can. And I like that. Um, unlike many of my cynical and richer friends, they hate it. They don't understand the business. They don't understand the point. I mean, for instance, you can delay or put forward with the what we've just done is we put out. We will have put out three or three, um, three of the of my live show solo show singles. Well, three just not, don't call them singles. Three tracks in the last over the last eight weeks. So you can put it up there. They're there if you want to. And on the and then on tour, people can buy the CDs. We do bespoke limited editions of things that are that are live because it's funny. Live goes with live. And then you build to other things. I like formats. I mean, for instance, the new work that we do next year will be three separate EPs of limited numbers three months apart. And you finish up, and then you finish up with an album. So therefore, you're elongating the time people can get interested in it. And so that's good. It's good. I mean, I'd, I would like to be in a situation where I'm completely financially secure um, and can just sit around a bit. But I've never done that. And it's, it's just not me. Well, I really look forward to seeing you uh, in, in Bonn. I will come. I'm going to oh, find a track that is outside the 30, 30 and 30, outside this 90, oh. but within the 350 to shout out. <laughs> okay, try it. My, my, <laughs> as you know, there are many theatrical mechanisms where wet, I can divert it, but I know what you mean. Oh, yes. Yeah, so would you please clap for that one? Yes. Can I clap for that one? Oh, I'm... So much louder for that one. And I play the one I want to play. But no, I mean, it's going to be quite a trip for me because I'm relying on the auto cue for lots of stuff, which I wouldn't normally do. But I, I like the flying by the seat of the pants. The shows that I have, they're based on a spine of solidity. And around that, anything can happen. I've had quite serious personal, I mean, I've spit up recently with somebody that I love dearly. I just don't want to be on stage sniveling too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be difficult it's hard it's really hard. seriously i've had a big 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 um literally in the last few weeks massive 
Oh, and no, also changes my connection with German. But, I, yeah. Well, listen, I wish you much luck with the tour. There's still some tickets available. Yes, there are. So you yeah. go on it's... the Fisher's Ed website. Absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, uh, absolutely. Which is where people can find them. And, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you, and I'm going to come mm. up and say hello after the game. Please do this time and have a drink. The thing about the solo shows that's so gratifying is the numbers. I'm very, very grateful for the numbers turning up for the solo shows. It's surprising. There's places, again, for instance, I play places that other English and American bands won't play because they can't get the same money in the point. I'm insisted with my pr um, promoters, I'm playing Leipzig. And you can't not play Leipzig. They said, well, no, nah, no, nah, it's harder to get people. I said, no, I'm, play I'm playing Leipzig. So places like that, I mean, I'm going to get far less people, but it's but it's very, very important to take your work around. If I, for you, I'll tell you a little bit about it when I see you. I, I have a plan because um, my one thing, obviously, for me is reflected back work in the English speaking world is hard for me, considering I'm a writer and I write in English. But I have a, an extremely cunning plan that's taking two and a half years and a lot of traveling to plan to do that. Really? I can't, can't wait to hear about that. Which has been inspired by the process you talked about as you look back at your work. I've looked, I think, hang on a minute, I've got a catalogue here. I want to show that catalogue. I want to show its relevance to the world. And I want to back and that involves involving other people and the story of the songs is one thing my story is quite an odd one like a bloke who's really pretty good who's at, seems to have actively sabotaged a potentially very successful career on a number of occasions that's that documentary material in my view it's a but, network <laughs> it's a netflix series i think <laughs> it certainly is and also staying alive is a good idea compared <laughs> with our contemporaries that's it and let's hope there's no sort of missiles coming at you as well <laughs> no no we can't have that I mean, I speak Russian and I have on some of the YouTube, you know, people will film a live show and thousands of people will see it. And I've made an introduction to do with something to do with Putin and his horse. And so you have to be careful like that. I have to be careful where I go. Brilliant. <laughs> OK, John, thanks very much. It's lovely to see Thank you. you. And see I will see you in Bonn. Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll talk again afterwards someday. OK, John. Lovely. I Thank hope you. so. Bye bye. bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.